So my favorite podcast right now, Justine, is 60 Second Science. 60 Seconds? Science. 60? Oh, yes, yes, it yes. Is, it is a, it's a science topic. In one 60 minute, seconds. In 60 seconds. Okay. It is, every day is a new one. Okay. It's completely awesome because okay. it only takes 60 seconds. Awesome. So you always have 60 seconds in the day. Awesome. And, uh, and it is, these, these topics are amazing. Ah. And they put it all in one minute. Awesome. So, um, so, so that's why we're going to get you to do a sixty-second okay. cat bite. Okay. We and is it one topic or is it a summary, like a quick summary of this podcast? Uh, whatever you want. Whatever to talk you about. want. So, do you yeah. use it as a promo for this? Yeah, or? we normally do. Yeah, it'll but go I mean, on, it's just It'll just end like, up on YouTube, but yeah. we, but we can also use it as a promo. Sorry for saying sorry. Media presents the Per Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. And it's Dr. Susan Little. And this is the second podcast with the Awesome, Justin <laughs> Lee. Just as awesome as in the first episode. I know. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah. So we had a really great first podcast and wide-ranging discussions. I think. I know. Yeah. I know. We went from everywhere, and it's it's tough for the people that we interview because we never tell them what we're going to. No, it's great. It's so, spontaneous. Yeah. And you did. You've is, been coping yes, very well, very I must easy, say. Because we actually going. have no idea what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yes, yes. And I said, you know, we're talking with the goddess of podcasting. Oh please! So. <laughs> Nonsense. But, so welcome again. Thank you. Vet students don't want to hear this, even with new grads. They have so much debt load. And it's really hard to say this, but I've done a couple of commencement talks where I said, you know what, our veterinary profession is so amazing. Take the time to give back. Whether or not it's tithing away and donating some of your salary mm. or donating some of your time to do that mm. because I feel really fortunate, but find a way that gives back because even that generosity also brings you joy in the end. It does, yeah, yeah it does. Mm -hmm. it, it really helps you probably as much as it helps who, you know, whoever the Absolutely. recipient of your generosity is. Um, and I, I think I think that's a really good message because typically what we see, it's people who are sort of later in the career or mm -hmm. established in the career, and then they, they really you know overwhelmingly feel the need, but they're right. also in a place where they feel that it's easier. Yes. But I think there could be benefits, as you say, to encouraging yeah. people like out of the gate, yep. right? I Let's agree. find a way. It could be just mentoring, uh, 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 helping mentor mm -hmm. other people, you know? It mm -hmm. could be the next class of vet students It could whatever. be bringing a well-behaved mellow cat to mm. a senior citizen. It home, could, oh my right? gosh, oh, absolutely. Just doing yeah. different things, mm -hmm. even if it's yeah. one hour a month. Mm. Do you know, in, in, uh, so I'm a, a graduate of the University of Guelph, the Ontario Veterinary College, and um, in my final year, that's exactly what we did. Our mm. students participated in a program where we went to senior citizens' homes with a pet visitation service. That's great. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit of work-life balance, ah. because I think you're a pretty strong promoter of <laughs> working hard, but then also playing yes. hard. I'm a yeah. big work hard, play hard. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because I've done a couple of lectures on work-life balance and my husband was like, you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I yeah. have work-life balance yeah. sometimes. Yeah. That, that, would, that was what my husband would do yeah. too, should I be foolish enough to right. say that. Yeah. I will say it's taken me 20 years to figure it out. Mm. I'm a Gen X and I graduated, you know, obviously I graduated 20 years ago. In my field of emergency critical care, there's such a high turnover mm. among yeah. emergency vets, among emergency veterinary technicians. I think it's so important that you implement self-care. And I'm a total tomboy. Like, mm -hmm. I 
run. I like to be in fleece. I play hockey. But I always schedule on my Google Calendar where I automate my life to make life easier, a monthly massage or facial. And I always make sure to schedule my one day a week when I don't have daycare, when I do have daycare, when I can go work out, when I'm not in the clinic, um, to make sure I schedule that in. So I'm very protective about my time. So I think work-life balance, some people say the word doesn't exist. It does. You Mm. just have to work and make it a goal. We made it a goal to get into veterinary school. Mm. We made it a goal to do an internship or do a residency or buy a practice. Um, So it has to be an intentional goal that we really want to set. And it's hard. But you have to prioritize it. Absolutely. You can't say, oh, this, you know, this, this, uh, the the budget needs to be done. Or you can't, you can't, you know, shift the, which we tend to do. Yeah. Mm. So I guess if I had any parting wisdom on work-life balance, I would say make sure to schedule it. Mm -hmm. Make sure to value it. Uh, make sure your partner is on board with mm-hmm. you. And even though you have a lot of student debt, if you need a $60 massage, I think that's really important. But it could also be walking your dog for 30 minutes mm-hmm. um, when you've had a really bad day at the clinic. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> or rub, playing with your cat. Um, yes. So making sure that you have some outside non-veterinary hobby yeah. mm-hmm. that you can do. And yeah. I would also say... Like I mentioned before, part of work-life balance is learning to be an efficient vet so you aren't stuck there three hours after your shift documenting yes. and doing medical records and returning point. phone calls. It's delegating, empowering your staff to call back with the heartworm test because you want them to talk to the owner. So really empowering your staff, training them appropriately, learning to let go, learning to be efficient. And I always say, weigh the stress to yes ratio when someone asks you to do something. The stress to yes ratio. Yeah, before mm. I say This is a good phrase yes for Susan. Anything, <laughs> yeah. I always ask myself two questions, two to three questions. One, does it spark joy? Mm. Is it gonna directly make me happy? Mm. Two, is this gonna directly benefit me? Three, weigh the stress to yes ratio. Mm. If it's gonna stress me out more to say yes, then it's not worth doing. And that's going to affect your work-life balance. Mm. And sometimes it can be really hard to say no to someone directly when your boss asks you to do something. And so my suggestion is say, hey, thanks for asking me. I'm honored to be considered. Do you mind if I get back to you tomorrow? And then tomorrow, type them an email and say, no thanks. Because it's a lot easier to turn them away by email. So weigh those three questions and that will also help you value and figure out work-life balance. Yeah, I I like that idea because it's always harder when you're like right on the spot, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And if you give yourself a little space, right? Yeah, then 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 you'll know the answer, right? It's kind of the same when you get an email and you get really stressed. Oh, uh, let me finish this. In the moment, it's hard to refuse things, but if you um, take a little time, yeah. So for me, it's kind of the same when I get an email. Yeah, I just turned it on, so hopefully it's working again. But uh, you get an email and you have this immediate reaction that, especially when it's a negative email, that you have to immediately respond. And I remember that uh, when I came back to Holland after my residency, and my professor said to me, "We love your passion, that sort of things, but the one thing we would like." you to do is the next time when you get an email that you're really upset about just wait a day before you answer (laughs) and and I was like why you know and he said because you know you can type it and then you leave it Mm -hmm. and then you reread it and see what you think and I'm like such wisdom I know it's amazing and that's a simple thing but very smart it is it is because you know 
you're passionate, you're emotional, but and then you say things that you probably right. yeah, shouldn't. Or you say. get better perspective. Right. Like yeah. even a few hours might yeah. change your perspective on yeah. something. Exactly. Yeah, I that, think that's, that's really what important. it's all about. Yeah. So. And I also have the philosophy: don't throw pearls to the pigs. Mm. So uh, I like that don't one. waste eighty percent of your time focusing on twenty percent of the bad stuff. Yeah. Mm. You know, so yeah. it's not worth putting all this mental energy. No. Um, over something that's just going to stress you out, and it's yeah. and it's easy. It's easy to do so because I remember. So I, I was in oncology, and, and it, it's doom and gloom because mm -hmm. most of the cases will die, um, and you have these these ninety five percent of your clients that are absolutely fantastic, mm -hmm. wonderful people to deal with. So thankful for everything that you do, and then you have this five percent of the people that just you know irritate the piss out of you, or <laughs> and 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 and. Those hit you the hardest, although it's 5%. Yeah. You have 95% that are wonderful. You should remember those. You yeah. know, I just got a message from a client that I treated like eight years ago, and she said, the, the cat is still alive. Yeah. It's so fantastic. That's what, what you, you need to remember. And that's what you need yes. to remember. You shouldn't remember the last line that I had right. for which I bent over backwards and wrote me this awful letter about what I should have done. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that you remember. Right. But you don't it's remember an, all those it's our nature cases. though. Mm -hmm. It's this is very it is. common. It it's is. our nature to it remember is. that, you know, whatever percentage that is. Yeah. Why does that make a bigger impact on us? You know? Yeah, it's, we focus it's on the negative, me, isn't it? But we I always do. say it's important to save all your positive emails or your positive thank you cards. Put yeah. them in a I love me file and whenever you're down oh, just look through that. So you know what I started to do? Um I started to uh, so we have a, a newsletter that goes out to our staff. And I started this at the end of last year, so I did kind of a, a year-end wrap-up. And I uh, uh, put a section in the newsletter that's called Love Letters from Our Clients. Mm -hmm. So when so every month, you know, I look at our reviews, and I always save all of the good reviews, and I send them to our staff every month. That's Here's great. the love letters we got from our that's clients. Great. Right? So I'm just trying to flood them with the good stuff, because there's far more good than bad. Right? The bad, that's my job. I'll deal with it. I want you to be flooded with all the that's good great. stuff. And yeah. it, I think we do it to ourselves because we had MMMM rounds so where the mortality uh, and everything that went wrong, yeah. morbidity, mortality ran. It was always about what went wrong right. instead of what went right. right. Mm. And so instead of saying, okay, let's talk about things that go well yeah. in these rounds, and then, but it was always about, okay, who made this mistake? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, and, and so we do it to ourselves, yeah. I think. Yeah. We but do. But it also is important, and I learned this from my old mentor. He was actually a large animal internist at a different school, and I called him when I got a, a mediocre resident mm -hmm. review. And he said, Justine, throw away the top 10% of the great reviews, throw away the bottom 10%, and you're probably somewhere in the middle. So even if we have a negative review, I would say there's probably something we should have learned from it, yeah. right? So we shouldn't be emotional and reactive immediately. Of course, that's our gut instinct. Mm -hmm. But like walk away from it, put it in a drawer, and then come back to it later. There's probably a couple of things that could have been fixed. Hmm. Because we always want to be a client advocate for them too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, clients are not always right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we want a staff that um, is willing to learn on how we can make it a better client experience too. I think it's part yeah. of taking care of yourself too though, sure. isn't it? That that feeds back into that notion. That's a way to get a positive out of the negative. Mm -hmm. and it's a way to help feed, help feed yourself and take if care you of yourself. If you get feedback, that's kind of the same. A couple of times, yes. you might need to do yes. something about uh, it. Yeah. So that's, that's probably well, that's probably that probably that's legit. Yeah. yeah, that's it. The Win Feline Foundation has been funding cat health studies 
for 51 years. If you have a cat or have ever treated a cat, nearly everything we know was once funded by this nonprofit, totaling about $6.5 million. From understanding retroviruses, FELV and FIV, to more recently targeting gene defects responsible for HCM in the Ragdoll and Maine Coon breeds. The Wind Feline Foundation Pet Memorial Program offers veterinary professionals an opportunity to reassure clients that their beloved cats have not been forgotten, and those dollars support health studies that benefit the lives of all cats. Contributions totaling $150 or more receive a certificate suitable for framing or display in your clinic. Imagine being able to treat kidney disease more effectively, using stem cell therapy to cure stomatitis, or drugs to treat FIP are actually within grasp. Consider your support in telling your clients about the Wind Feline Foundation and a free newsletter at windfelinefoundation.org. Yeah. So let's go to the social media part because I Ooh. think you are also pioneers, you and Garrett, on in the social media space. Uh, you give a lot of lectures about it, uh, but you're also very honest about the mistakes that you made sure. in social media. Yeah. And I think that is very powerful. I always remember the, the picture of the vomiting dog that vomited like chocolate brown stuff all over, where you say that that was the best picture ever, and I forgot to brand it. Yes. <laughs> so I think the hard thing is when people are starting a small business, whether or not it's for a clinic, ultimately your goal is to get your name and your logo out there, mm -hmm. right, for brand recognition. So. While I think social media is important for helping build your brain because it's a free way of doing it, it's a great way for engagement, you're always going to have haters. Mm -hmm. There are always going to be internet trolls and you're probably going to make some mistakes. Garrett and I have definitely made some mistakes. But the nice thing about social media is usually it's mostly self-regulatory. Mm -hmm. So if someone puts in a negative trolling comment, you'll have 90 people who mm -hmm. go in and defend you. So. My general philosophy is if you're even thinking, mm, should I post this? Just don't do it, mm -hmm. right? So I do think it's an important tool for marketing and for connecting and for being able to get your brand out there. But I always tell people, you went to vet school to be an awesome vet. Mm. And so don't focus too much of your time on blogging and doing social media. Focus on being an awesome vet and then you can build the rest as it comes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, that 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 is absolutely true. And I think that also a lot of vets have, I will say vets are artists, so mm -hmm. they have this artistic way of doing things. And it could be, you could be wood cutting things, you could be painting, you could be singing, you could be doing whatever you do. But I mean, it, I, I, you know, if you put that, if you put that passion into your work, but also outside of your work, that's how you create this balance. Yeah. And you can work really, really hard but as long as you enjoy the parts that are outside of your work and focus on things that really interest you, or even if you find out uh, times that you kind of have this burnout about your work, mm -hmm. what are things that you really enjoy and can you focus on that and can you build on that? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and I think that's a hard thing with the job. There's gonna be ups and downs, there's gonna be positive and negative feedback, mm -hmm. you're gonna be stuck there for late hours, you're gonna see an yeah. emergency, but then a lot of us have awesome clients who send us thank you cards and bring us food, and it's trying to remember that reason why we wanted to be a vet when we were seven. And once <laughs> you lose that feeling, it's time to take a break. Mm. So, yeah, and I, I I feel a lot for veterinarians who are very much uh, 
may feel trapped, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, easy for you to say that, Justine Lee, like just take a break. Um, so what, what can we say to veterinarians who, you know, maybe the, whatever the pressure, economic pressure in their life is, mm-hmm. they just can't step away from the job. Sure. So, but they can do some self-care things sure. nonetheless, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a hard balance because I have some vets who say, I don't want to pick up an extra four shifts a month just to help pay off my student debt load. And I always say, don't do it. Yeah. Do one or two shifts at most, but mm-hmm. the rest of the time you need to self-care. So there are things that you can do to improve your work-life balance. That stress of student debt is going to be there for a long time. It took me over a decade to pay off my student loans, Mm -hmm. but I will say I felt a lot of freedom financially, and I felt like a huge burden was taken off when I was able to pay that off. And I did it by living like a broke resident for as long as I could. So I always say my little tip for new grads or for veterinary students who are still in school is work hard, but also make sure it's something that you want to be a work of frolic about. Like it still brings you passion, but also learn to let go. You don't have to be a perfectionist. You're going to learn the ivory tower, and then after that, you'll figure out the rest. You do have to work hard the first few years, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure you implement good self-care. Mm-hmm. From and the beginning. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been talking with my daughter a bit about this because she's in medical school, and there's another profession that you know has high stress rates and, and high burnout rates. And so... Um, uh, and they do talk about it, you know, quite early um, in medical school. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I, you know, my hope is, of course, um, she has two veterinarians as parents. And so we certainly are well aware of this, that it's something that she'll be able to incorporate self-care like early on. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think all of these caring professions sure. have the same same type of issue. Right. right? Absolutely. You know, we're prone to these things. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I think about work-life balance, in, in a way that phrase bothers me a little bit because it sounds like there's like a work-life balance. I think it's a shifting yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, there may be one way It's a to modification. Make, it's a modification. Yeah. There may be one way for that to work at, you know, this time in your mm-hmm. life and there may be quite a different way for that to work in another mm-hmm. time of your life, right? For sure. So it's a very shifting thing yeah. and, and, and that's okay. For sure. As long as you're thinking about it and trying to implement some way, some way of doing that. Yeah, there's no right answer. No, you have there's to no find right out answer. what works yeah. best for you and yeah. your family. Absolutely. And often they're just little things, too, not necessarily big things yeah. that help do that. Yeah. Crazy cat news that you've Ooh. seen lately. Crazy cat news. Ooh, Ooh that's a conversation stopper right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it became silent. <laughs> had any crazy cat news Uh, I've sadly had a lot recently a lot of people reach out to me on social media about how to report a spouse or a partner or uh, acquaintance that are hoarders but that's a whole different podcast and I've reached out to our chief happiness officer who's a licensed social worker Janine Moga you have a chief happiness officer we do for that girl oh my gosh and she always recommended calling animal control because Uh. they're the best advocate uh, for resources Mm -hmm. for both the pet and the person but I would say of the depressing news that's what I've had fill my mailbox the most recently on social media yeah Wow. Yeah, and that is sad. And but that is a whole a, other. That, that's another separate yeah, podcast. Yeah, is it ever? Know, such a I deep, know. complex problem. Is but, it ever? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But I will say the good news is cats always continue to distract Americans they do. and find Canadians from work with they all our do. cool videos. Yeah. Cats so rule the internet. People still love their cats on the internet. And yeah. it's, it's crazy you put a cat photo on and it's liked like yeah. a thousand times. Yeah, it's so yeah. easy that, yeah. that, you know, if you want people to have people, it, it, especially on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Know, 
cat picture or yeah. cat video. It's uh, yeah, that, that that's wonderful. This has been great. I think we're we're oh, almost there. Last we question. Last question. Oh no. Um, oh, last question. Let's see. If you could, if you could have uh, any cat breed. Ooh. Ooh what yeah. cat breed would you pick? Yeah. What cat breed? Hmm. I would probably say uh, Burmese. Ah. My gosh, you and I are twin sisters. <laughs> oh, wow. I love really? their chocolatey face. <sighs> I love their shape of their head. Uh, I just, I've never met a mean one. Me too. They just have the softest fur. They're gorgeous. Um, For a brief time, I bred Bernese cats. Oh, no kidding. I did it when wow, I was a student. I that. Yeah, yeah, brief time. But That's I'll, funny. Yeah. And so that, I would probably splurge on one of those. Oh, I love the appearance of like I knew a you lot were of a good oriental person. cats, but they're way too noisy for me. Yeah. <laughs> too much meowing. Oh. So I love the Bernese. Oh, um, my God. I like the blue Russians. Yes, also very face. nice. I mean, Beautiful face. face. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always intrigued by the Sphinx, but like... The greasy feel, yeah, just like, I know. <laughs> so I but when I see him in the clinic, I'm like, this is so cool, but it feels so just So I have to tell gross. you something quick about, about Sphinx. So I, I remember, my daughter will probably hate me for saying this, and she probably won't remember it, but when she was very young, and she happened to be in the clinic when we had a Sphinx, because we worked with a Sphinx breeder, and so there was a Sphinx cat in the clinic, and she, she said to me, um, Mom, can we shave our cat? Because she thought that that's how you got Sphinx cats. Says, no, that's not how that's you get cute. a Sphinx it's, cat. It's interesting because I had a discussion today with, uh, I won't mention the person's name, but about in Europe that there is more and more criticism about ah, showing, there you is. know. Uh, it's a welfare concern. It's a welfare con- concern. confirmation and concern. And, and so yes. for, they we're talking about, uh, you know, English bulldogs with, you know, yes, yes, of course. But then they also mentioned the Sphinx cat as yeah. being because it's not natural; it's not normal exactly. to be hairless. Right. Yeah, and, there is and, concern and about so, that. And then portraying these animals in a lot of marketing materials mm-hmm. too, which yeah. you don't think. And here at WC, there is a really big brachycephalic dog where people take, take pictures, pictures with. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so there's criticism about yeah. you know having those breeds as poster child. Right, yeah. Plus he looks like he's got skinfold pyoderma. I know. And that's from a criticalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is and you it are not hard. the first person who said that. Right. Somebody said that to me yesterday. So yeah. it is hard. I'm always yeah. an advocate of adopting senior pets when people can. Yeah. Um so yeah. you know I love the I love the logo. Yeah. Don't breed or buy when homeless animals die. But uh, yeah. yeah, you know, everyone's gonna have a breed favorite and yeah. you know There's I always support as long everybody. as you're taking care of the pet. You know, mm-hmm. I'm it's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I and I totally agree with that completely. I think that you know you're looking for something, and what people say is that with breeds you kind of expect. With yeah, the you pets get it more consistently, and right. it's more consistent. Yeah, so that. if I pick up a and I love mixed breed dogs, I've only had mixed breed dogs in my life, but um, it, you never know what you right. get exactly. Of course. And mm-hmm. so you kind of kind of guesstimate if the paws are really bit wide. Sure. <laughs> it might become really big, but that's the only thing you know. <laughs> of course. And yeah. you don't know what kind of character a dog will have. Yeah. Um, and for, for breeds, obviously, you often know mm-hmm. if you... Or at least you you know. Suspect. suspect. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. always you work out cert- that way. No. But, no. but at least they will know more about their breed and probably in cats yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, oh, well, it has been wonderful. Thank you so much Thank, for this. Thanks for this having podcast. me on. It was so, so fast. And, and you know, it, it is so exciting to have you as the, you know, yeah. the queen of oh, the I'm so honored to, I'm so no, no, honored to be on her podcast. So thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. So this is great. Thank you. 
The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirkenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at HerPodcast. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatPetSusan. Dr. Yurla Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVE. T-S-X.